The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. back with the new intro baby no one knows what to do as soon as that intro kicks in and we're trying to get hype with it you know and i don't think you guys are ready for I it i wasn't I, I can't i we need aj to doctor that thing up when he gets back because uh it doesn't hit like big hud but that's okay i mean it de- definitely doesn't hit like big hud but guess what we ain't going to be getting copyright claim for that one yeah big hud hits with copyright claims and i was actually going to say last episode that he hadn't hit us with one lately i wonder if we just played it for too long doesn't matter Oh, new intro, it's going to adapt. That's so. I think that's exactly what happened. We got clipped for the copyright claim towards the end of the episode, but ultimately the last thing we want to do is start giving Big HUD some of our residual unless he signs some sort of like exclusive... Fuck Big HUD. We Cowboys, can, shit with him. Cowboys can fan intro deal. You know what I'm saying? Fuck Big HUD. AJ, what's going on? How you doing, buddy? Doing well. Just uh, out here in Saigon, a.k.a. Ho Chi Minh City. What time is it? It's uh, 7.09 in the a.m. In the a.m. So you're in Good the morning, Vietnam. <laughs> you're in the future right now. I'm going to shout out the socials really quick. We got CowboysCanFan.com. That has, uh, it's kind of our hub to all of our socials. Our Spotify, which we're trying to jack up. Our Instagram, all the, all the works, all the socials. It's at CowboysCanFan. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, with the ad symbol in front of it. We're going to hop right into Cow... Oh, you know what? I didn't even show that, though. Fuck not, it. Not that doesn't, we need to. Doesn't matter. There we go. Hey, so I basically have this article... Uh, we've been talking a lot about the Amari Cooper uh, situation, a lot about us losing receivers. And I found this uh, article. Well, it's actually a clip on Yahoo Fantasy. And I, I want to play it for you guys just to get your guys' in- input. We don't need to show it. Just just the soundbite, bro. Oh, we're trying to not get that copyright. Fund, bro. Obviously, they lose Cedric Wilson to the Dolphins. He so Matt Harmon. deal there. They extend Michael Gallup on maybe the most team-friendly contract in freaking NFL history. I love Gallup. Like, if you're getting a 50% discount from Cooper to Gallup, like, that's a huge, all all the way for Michael Gallup in that one. Because he's not 50% less of a player than Amari Cooper. Obviously, he's coming off a late-season ACL. I think that's why the Cowboys Mm -hmm. had the leverage here. Um, But listen, is is this not just, like, wheels all the way up for C.D. Lammer or what? I was so disappointed in his, you know, p- production last year. But yes, all the way up for Lamb. I mean, the, he was they were among the league leaders. I got I got to pause it. right Yeah, there. pause it. What the I, hell's going on? I got to pause it with that guy talking shit about CD Lamb's production. Uh, we kind of talked about it last week that it wasn't like crazy wide receiver one production. Like he didn't have over 10 touchdowns. He had 1100 yards. Can you be mad at that in the position that he was in? No. Are you guys mad? I wasn't mad no. with CD's production. I, I you know, I last last week and I think a few other times I've been talking about how the chemistry between Dak and CD wasn't there. And then when we brought up them stats, I'm like, oh, I guess I'm I am just like a bunch of those cowboy fans who will talk smack about somebody without even thinking about their stat line. So I don't think CD Lamb had a bad season at all. I think everybody knows CD Lamb's cap- more capable of a receiver than what he produced last year. Yeah, and the reason the reason I'm playing this is because Jerry Jones kind of sent shockwaves around the NFL community this week by saying 
CD Lamb is an upgrade over Amari. Yeah. Crack him if you got him. CD Lamb is an upgrade over Amari Cooper as Cowboys' number one wide receiver. So before we finish the rest of the video, I want to hear your guys' thoughts. Is CD Lamb an upgrade, or is Jerry Jones just trying to kind of make his getting rid of Amari Cooper seem like a not so bad move? AJ, ladies first. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I mean, I never, I just, I don't want to argue with uh, Cowboys fans about it because they, they are very, well, you know, there's three of us right here. We're, we're too passionate. But Amari Cooper was, he was supposed to be the number one. He didn't, his contract was just too much for us to like, keep for another few years and uh i don't know who you can directly say that he transitioned that he translated that that extra money translated to um like i don't know where like who it is but but obviously it like freed up a lot of cash and when you look at the guys that we have now i mean i i think people can make an argument that um there's a downgrade but i definitely think giving cd lamb the responsibility I mean, I trust that he's going to respond to that as the number one and and the dynamic ability. Like, I believe he played in kind of the first two seasons, what, like slot and then outside. So he's got experience all over the field now. And now as the number one, you know, if Vanilla Pudding can, uh, a.k.a. Kellen Moore can put him, <laughs> can utilize that. Fuck can boy, move him all fuck over boy the field. Kellen. <laughs> yeah, no, I would love you're completely right. Like he kind of was in he he was kind of that slot and then played outside a little bit. And this is we said this last week on the cast. We've kind of beat it a little bit. <laughs> we beat it hard. Um we've yep. said we've said that it's his it's his time to show if he's actually an upgrade. I I mean, that's tough to say if he's an upgrade from Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper is one of the better route runners in the NFL. CD I had CD, I think, is more of an explosive player and has probably a little bit more grit to him than Amari. Okay, so, uh, and I think you mentioned this last year, the fact that the offense needed that spark when Cooper came onto the team. So if we look at Cooper as somebody who helped transition the offense into where it is, took some of the heat off of CD Lamb and some of the other receivers that were uh, playing last year because of 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 his name and his uh, his route running abilities and and people covering Cooper more or just having him as an open weapon on the field. Um, if we were able to use him for the last two years to transition our offense into what they could be doing um, this year, I think it's it, it was well worth it. I don't think we didn't lose anything by having Cooper on the team, and I don't think we're gonna. If anything, we're gonna be better without him because of the position it puts our our wide receiver core coming into this season. Okay, let's hear what these two dorks. I want to I want to finish and, to hear what these two dorks had to say. And you're not talking about I'm chat. I'm not talking about No, I'm not talking about you and Alex. I'm talking to, <laughs> you're not talking about me and Alex. You're not talking about chat either. There's a bunch of people in chat. Not run as much that's that's suffering the injury. Um Blake Jarwin suffered some crazy hip injury that he's not going to be ready for the start of the season. I mean, after Gallup. They cut him not, with the injury designation, Oh, he's right? totally cut. We, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, they'll probably they'll bring it back Schultz, but then after Gallup, who may not even be ready in September, it's Noah Brown, Malik Turner. I mean, it's also, a little bit of a bump for my guy, Tony Pollard, who I'm threatening 20, to rank baby. higher outright than Ezekiel Elliott this year. But I've seen some more targets oh, there. No. But but CD Lamb is right there in the conversation after that big five. He's I mean, he's number six on my my board now. And, and you could, you know, he's a second round fantasy pick with all these targets opening up in Dallas. OK, so they're thinking, hey, we never we haven't really talked much fantasy at no. all. I think CD Lamb is 
I, I think he's above a tier two fantasy option just because of the uh, his ceiling. Like he's got a pretty high ceiling this year, being thrusted in, hip thrusted into that that spot as the number one receiver. I got a question completely off of topic of what I was going to go with, but who would you guys take first out of anyone, uh, any cowboy player? Which guy would you take first in fantasy? If you had to pick AJ. Who would you go with if 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 you had all the Cowboys on the board? We're not even talking like what you've drafted f- before. I'm just saying who would be the first Cowboys player you would take? Hmm. I mean, uh, are we taking? I, I I'll give you three. Okay, give me three. I like I like that better. I'd <laughs> rather hear three. CD Lamb, Dak Prescott, or Michael Parsons if you're doing that IDP. If, yeah, okay, fair enough. Yep. I, I like the Dak. I I like I like the Dak. Uh I was in a two quarterback <laughs> league last year, which I wasn't a big fan of, but I took Dak Prescott quite early on in, in the league just because it's a two quarterback league. But are you think would you take um what are you pointing at? We got we okay, hey, we got our guest trying to in our waiting room. We're just gonna bring on Ron Murray Jr. from uh Dallas. We're gonna bring him on in right now. We're not going to beat around the bush. We're going to we're going to get him into the action right here. Ads just fiddling about right now, trying uh, to get him. And this is the first time. This is our first time having a on air live guest. We've had some phone calls. Uh, we've had live guests, but we haven't had anyone actually from Dallas that actually has to do with the media and actually has to that covers the Cowboys. So this is a big deal for us. We got Ron Murray Jr. Ads just doing a little bit. Yeah, of, I think uh, Ron can hear us. Can you hear us right now, Ron? Hey, how's it going, fellas? Thanks for having me today. Hey, there he is. What's going on, buddy? How you doing? So, hey, Ron, we just want you to quickly introduce yourself. Let us know what you do down in Dallas, uh, where you work, and how you are uh, kind of situated with the Cowboys. Okay, once again, my name is Ron Murray. I work with K104 FM. It's a hip-hop and R&B station, but we're definitely one of the tops in Dallas. You know, I have the unique situation to work at a hip-hop station, but I also cover sports. I've been covering the Cowboys, I would say, since about 2008, the last season at Texas Stadium. So with that, going out to practice, going out to games, going out in the locker room, I'll say it's just really been a blessing to be able to experience so many different things from you know, Terrell Owens, Jason Witten, Tony Romo to, you know, the 214 era with Zeke and Dak. Oh, yeah. So I've really been able to see a lot of things. And just being in the Metroplex, you know, there's so much going on. But, of course, with the Cowboys, they're always going to be main headlines. So I've definitely been able to see a lot during this time. And I was going to jump into that. I have a couple uh, Cowboys, like, favorite Cowboy uh, currently and all time. But first, you were at the Cowboy rookie minicamp, correct? Yes. So... I got to ask you, out of that rookie mini camp, who who stood out the most out of the guys that we just and it could even be an undraft, undrafted guy or one of the guys we took first second, but to you with the eye test, who was the kind who stuck who stood out to you? To me, this is who stood out to me cuz of course, with this draft, a lot of people some some people didn't think it was the most sexiest draft, but I feel it was a draft that could definitely help the Cowboys in the future. So what stuck out with me were the two offensive linemen, Tyler Smith out of Tulsa went in the first round. And, you know, it's even better that he's from Fort Worth. He's a local guy. So with that, he was playing tackle and guard. So that's something that he could definitely figure into the future now. And also the other big tackle out of North Dakota that they had, that they drafted, excuse me, Matt, Matt Willetsko, excuse me with that. So those are the two things that really popped out with me. And then another person that uh, definitely stood out was Marquise Bell, undrafted free agent out of FAMU. 
one thing Coach Will McClay does, you know, the VP of player personnel, he always does a great job finding undrafted free agents, being able to bring them in and make them solid players. Because even when you look around the league, if you scour the rosters a little bit, you can see a lot of guys who are undrafted free agents at one point with the Cowboys, and they go on to have say, um, go on to have success in other places. So I would say the two old linemen, because they're probably going to have, they're probably going to bring the most impact earliest of the rookie guys, if you ask me. Hell yeah, I have a question about those guys. Are they as big as they look on TV? Are they some yes, big, some yes, big dudes? Yes, <laughs> monstrous. Because I would say the difference between NFL guys, like NBA guys are giants. So, of course, being down here in Dallas, Dirk Nowitzki, Luka, seeing all those guys, those those guys are legit giants. But with football <laughs> players, they're more monstrous. You know, the build, the size, it's like, I don't even want you to fall on me wrong. You might flat. <laughs> so, of course, with that, they, they are as big as advertised, yes. Okay, before I jump into another question, we drink while we podcast. I don't know if you drink, but we crack them if we got them. So, let me just get that right there. Uh, my, next hey, que- <laughs> my next question for you is, uh, coming into the 2022 season, who on the team besides Dak? you think needs to step up the most to kind of get us past that, those shitty fucking first round exits? Like what do we got to do to finally get past these, these brutal wild card or divisional round losses that we're so accustomed to who has to step up? I would say this. And of course I do think it's a team game, not necessarily want to put on one person. But I'm definitely interested to see what CD lamb does because now he is the guy. He is the one, of course, with Amari Cooper gone, even though Cedric Wilson, no matter what, people may think about him, but he played a big impact in the passing game. So now with CeeDee Lamb here, with he has the 88 for a reason. I think he's definitely going to have to show everybody why he's the guy, why he has the 88. And not putting all the burden on his shoulders, but I think it's really going to be up to him to be that star on offense that everyone expects him to be. It's funny that you said CeeDee Lamb, because this is kind of, this episode's kind of uh, built, like we have a lot of articles we're going to dive in later about C.D. Lamb, and we're we, we're kind of saying the same thing. It's time for C.D. Like, he doesn't have the Amari Cooper uh, def- defense anymore. He has, like, you got the number, you got the 88, it's time to put your big boy pants on, and you got to be that 12 to 1,400 yards, 10 touchdown guy. For us to be successful, he has to be that person. Oh, most definitely. I, I agree with that because you don't pick him in the first round for anything. And now there's going to be more opportunities. And, of course, you know, with the rookie class, Jalen Tolbert there, he's going to have opportunities as well. But now it's going to be interesting to see how people scheme – well, how C.D. Lamb is schemed for where he's not just in the slot now. Now he's going to be more on the outside. So you're going to be schemed as a number one receiver. Not saying other teams didn't, but now you're definitely the number one receiver and there's no Coop Blanket, no Cedric Wilson who can come out and have big plays with the gadget situation. So, yes, definitely looking for C.D. to do big things. So I know you said that uh, big big, uh, Tyler Smith was a Fort Worth guy. You do cover a little bit of high school football, don't you? Oh, yes, most definitely. So, of course, with Texas, you know, high school football is religion. Hell yeah. So, with that, um, Tyler Smith, Fort Worth guy, he went to North Crowley. I've been to a few North Crowley games. So, it's really just amazing how things come full circle. His The head coach at North Crowley now, he's one of my cousins. So, nice. that's definitely a great thing to see. And, you know, I always love when guys come back to the area, but not just, of course, putting on the star, but when they put on the star – and they come back and give to the kids, come back to the high schools, because then you're being able to sow a dream into them to say, hey, I was able to get here. You can, too. So, yeah, most definitely. I, I love the high school aspect because I'm able to give back so much to the community, especially with some kids where 
when it comes to athletics, the high school aspect, that's going to be it for them. So if I'm able to show them some love, shout them out on the radio, you know, that could turn their whole day around. I love that aspect. No, a hundred percent. It's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of funny. We're from Canada. So we don't, we, we try to do our best with like following guys coming up to the draft. Like we went to the, we were down in the draft. And, oh, that's awesome. And when, when Tyler Smith got drafted, I was kind of like, who Tyler Smith? <laughs> I had right. my I just had my brain set on so many other guys, but now diving into him and watching some tape on him, I'm like the reverse. Uh, I'm like the reverse engineered draft guy. I wait till we draft players, <laughs> and then I like fully dive in to watch everything about him. And the more I watch about him and the, the move to guard, I just couldn't be any happier with with that player. And I know there was a little bit of controversy when we first took him, but I'm I'm super excited. With, like you said, not the sexiest pick. But if he can, if he can get you know three yard separation off the line of scrimmage, that's what I want. I want us to get back to running the ball and really dominating on the line of scrimmage. And I agree with you because let's look at the success when the Cowboys were had. It starts at the line of scrimmage. So I feel the Cowboys they should have probably been trying to rebuild the offensive line. Maybe they took too long to rebuild the offensive line, if you ask me. And Connor Williams, that situation didn't go as we thought it would. Lael Collins, he left in free agency. So now you have to get younger and find guys who can play right now because Tyron Smith, he's going to go into the ring of honor, but we're watching him break down in front of our eyes. So you got to get youth in there and new blood in there to just be able to step up and hopefully they can, you know, put something together and start running that ball again. A hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. Uh, AJ, you, you got anything you want to ask there, buddy guy? Yeah, I got I got two questions. Number one, how much influence did you have on uh, the coach becoming your cousin? And number two, <laughs> number two, uh, Tony Polar. Where where do you see him playing this year? Uh, he's like one of my has been one of my favorite players uh, since I become a a new baby fan here of the Cowboys. So just throw those two questions at you. All right, so I'll go with uh, uh, the latter first. So with Tony Pollard. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big Tony Pollard fan. He was able to come in. He was definitely able to make an impact. I think people just want to see it more consistent now because when he was having success, there was even rumbles thinking that, you know, he could rival Zeke, possibly take that spot. And it may be one day, but I don't think it is right now. But I think with more reps and with a better offensive line, he'll be able to pop out and have more explosive plays. So I'm, I'm definitely a Tony Pollard fan and want to see him do more this upcoming season. So my cousin, who's the head coach at North Crowley, so – I give him his credit. He's, he's putting a lot of work in around the area. So I'm real proud of him. He's going to be out there in Fort Worth. His name is Ray Gates. And um, him and Tyler Smith, they've already hooked up. So I love seeing that. So he's he's already showing love back to his alma mater. So shout out to North Crowley. Hell yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh, Ron, we got a quick question from our chat. Uh, uh, TikTok fame uh, uh, influencer yeah. 21 Armando 21. Crack me if you got him, Alex. Uh, he has a question for you. What do you think about the current tight end situation with Shelton Ferguson? Um, this is how I feel about that. I feel that I feel it's going to be something where they can be both productive in the pass game. They can also be productive in the run game. And really, we've had Jason Witten for so long, and I think some people are still looking for that star power tight end, but I don't think that's what the offense needs right now. It needs to just be able to be great at a high level. And I think with Shelton, I believe with the tight ends, they can do that. So I think the Cowboys are going the right way. And, you know, depending on how, how you feel about the big contracts and such, but I think the Cowboys going to be all right with that. No, I, you know what? We would love to find another Jason Witten, but he's a that guy's a generational player in the yes, NFL. Correct. In, in the NFL, there's only so many Jason Wittens, and it 
it is going to take two guys to replace what Jason Witten did. I agree. Jason Witten was a great blocker. He was the slowest guy in the field, was always open, though. <laughs> it, he, 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 hey, he ran two routes. He they were great. Ran two <laughs> routes, but he mastered them. It's like he catches the ball, and you're like, Witten, if you were just two seconds faster, you got a touchdown. <laughs> But he always made the, he always made those catches, and this is a good segue into my next my next question. Favorite current cowboy, and then also to follow that up after favorite all time cowboy. So I would say my favorite current cowboy. Ooh, y'all trying to get me in trouble? And laugh. <laughs> I'll say uh, my favorite current cowboy. I'm gonna go ahead and um. All right. I'm I'm a I'm a this may be cliche, but I'm gonna go with Dak and Zeke. Hell yeah. And the reason well and, and I say that because I feel that they've been able to go even though we may not have had the playoff success right now, they've they've delivered. No matter what you think about that. I feel Dak and Zeke, they both delivered and they deserve what they have. And then along with that, they're in they're very much so in the community in Dallas. So that's the part I love as well, to where it's just not in the field. It's also off the field. Dak, he just had a big um, shindig with his foundation. So I love that. And I would say probably my favorite all-time Cowboy, it probably has to go with Larry Allen. There's not Hell too yeah. many offensive linemen we've seen be able to do what he has done, run guys down when it comes to information. It does put the whole weight room on the rack and just start benching it. And then he just, like, you don't see a lot of offensive tackles like that. So I will go with Larry Allen as far as, like, one of my favorite all-time Cowboys. It's it's funny that you see Larry Allen because I, I don't know who posted it. Someone on Instagram when I'm just scrolling, looking through all the Dallas Cowboys posts. Uh, it showed Aikman throw an interception to the Saints. And the guy has yeah. the guy just has green ahead of him, yeah. and you just it's like it's like the dude in Happy Gilmore. That's Aikman's ball, exactly. like just <laughs> flying flying down the field and catches the guy that's probably seventy pounds lighter than him and has no business exactly. running him down. And just a guy like that, no quit, and like you said, strong as an ox, and another All guy that's hard to find. Yes. Mm-hmm. Any other uh, questions from chat there, bro? Or do I, I can go into my, another one here? Yeah, you hit you go. I mean, there's a couple of questions still about the Schultz stuff. Actually, f- from your last uh, with the Zeke and Dak thing, I want to ask you about Zeke a little bit. Uh, there's a lot of hate for Zeke in, in the Cowboys, Cowboys Nation. I love Zeke. He's probably one of my favorite players. He's an awesome blocker. Maybe as he slowed down a little bit in the last few years, possibly. I still think he, to me, could be a very productive back in the NFL. Does Is his, is his cap hit kind of hurting us? Maybe a little bit. But what do you think? What are we going to do with Zeke after this season? I think after this season, this is going to be all beyond Zeke. But I'm not blaming all of him because we just talked about the offensive line issues. It hasn't been what it has been before. So, of course, that production is going to go down. And just as life goes, Zeke is a little bit older. And, of course, Tony Pollard, excuse me, Tony Pollard, he's there to put pressure. But I don't think I don't I think the Zeke hate is unfair in a lot of ways. And to your point, people don't they underestimate the blocking part of it especially when it comes to pass pro and to seeing what Dak has been able to do but yes do people want to see more production from Zeke and I think he's able to do it but it is going to start at the offensive line so I think that hate is a little bit unfair for him and it is unfair we were looking at his stats last week he had over a thousand yards he had 4.2 yards per carry 260 uh, carries if you want him to have more yards give him the ball more he was getting 4.2 yards a carry which is a good Uh, yards per carry for a running back and how many times like you said with our blocking they give the ball to Zeke and before he even has a chance there's a guy in the backfield and he usually he usually shakes the first guy and gets back to the line of scrimmage correct and I think a lot of that butt hurtness comes from you know sitting out you know uh, the whole contract dispute situation I think some fans haven't gotten over that 
but I don't think Zeke has. There, there are plenty of teams around the NFL that would want Ezekiel Elliott. Hell, that, hell that, yes. That, so sometimes you have to be grateful for what you have or, or you'll have a platoon of running backs of guys that no one has heard of and then you're looking for all new running backs the next year. So sometimes you got to be grateful for what you have sometimes. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. I'm going to give you one last question before we let you get out of here. Uh, yes, and it's gonna it's it's put on a lot because we're gonna come back to this at, at the end of the season and uh, at every guest we have we're gonna make them do this. I want you to to predict the Cowboys' 2022 season record and why for or, and give us a reason why they're gonna have that success or why they won't have that success. So it's not gonna surprise me at all if the Cowboys go round 12 and five. It's not going to surprise me because if you look at the schedule, and I was doing this before we went on air, so you have the AFC South, you you know, they're going to go through that. Then, of course, you know, the NFC North, looking how that would go. The only thing that I'm worried about this season, and I've, and I've been thinking about this for years because I've always wondered, is the Cowboys' window of a Super Bowl close to being closed because when Dak and Zeke got drafted in the same year, it was amazing. It was fantastic. No one would have guessed that. But when you look at how the Eagles are, even though the Cowboys killed the Eagles this year, they're getting better each year. Even a team like the Commanders, and we saw how the Giants drafted. So I think the Cowboys right now is in the mode of emergency to say, hey, let's get the most out of all the things that we can do right now, especially with this rookie class, to see if we can get to that championship level. But I think 12-5, and five, that's not a crazy thing. And I think it's at least NFC East championship or bust. That's how I felt last last season. But we saw we saw what happened with the San Francisco 49ers. So of myself, I say 12 and 5 and at least the NFC East Championship is is very plausible. Even last year, yes, the Rams went on to win the Super Bowl, but in the playoffs, we saw how open the NFC was really was. It really didn't have a dominating team. And if the Cowboys can get past the 49ers, there's no telling the type of damage they can, but if it was a fifth, you know, crack it open, you know. So I'll leave it at that right there. You're a smart man. I also predicted that 12 and 5. So if if we don't go 12 and 5, maybe we go, like, I also have predicted 17 and 0 in a Super Bowl <laughs> as a joke. On Madden, that can happen. On Madden, that can <laughs> on happen. Madden, it can happen. But, hey, Ron, we appreciate <laughs> appreciate having you on. We'd love to have you back on. You're very Thank insightful. And and you got street cred down in down in Dallas. You got an in. And we're looking for as many ins as we can get. Us, us Canadians. I appreciate it. It's, it's cold. It's cold up here, and sometimes it can feel isolated. As soon as we tell people that we're Cowboys fans, they're like, you're Canadian. We're like, yeah, so? You're cheering for America's team? team? We're trying to just inch our way into Cowboys lore right now. And, uh, we oh, lo- nah, that's awesome. We, lo- we love having you I'm on. a very good friend from Toronto, so nah, oh. that's awesome. Hell yeah, buddy. Well, thanks, thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it. All right, thank you, fellas. Y'all be great. Yeah, have a good night, thanks, man. Thanks, Ron. All right. Bye. I think that I need to do a DraftKings read. The NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs with DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more. Boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place a same-game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TPPN, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I mean, I could listen to Ron talk for... Oh, yeah. 
What a cool guy. For the entire cast. What yeah. a cool guy. Very I gotta, insightful. I gotta, yeah. I gotta, very insightful. I got to fix some stuff here for a second. Uh, very insightful. And he, and he had like an answer for everything. I guess yeah. that's why he covers the Dallas Cowboys for a radio station because oh. he always has an answer. That was great. That was, that was a very good interview. And I would love to have him come back on during season or even prior to season during training camp. Yeah. I feel bad I that think- I feel bad that I didn't have, I mean, that our, it, it just felt, I mean, he was great. His sound was great. I just felt my whole audio and my video, my visual presentation was janky. So next time Ron comes on, I assure you all that it's going to look better than it did. It should. We should have been in the small screen. I know. I could. I panicked as soon as, I, as soon as he came on. I had to like. I if you if you go back and you watch it, I'm like adjusting stuff. Like it just was so not uh, what I wanted it to be. But that's okay. That's okay. It was good. He he's very insightful, dude. K one hundred four. R&B and hip hop. Uh, you know what? I wish we could tune in and listen to him, to be honest. You probably yeah. can with an app, I imagine. I'm sure you can with an app. So we're going to move right into our stuff. I like that he actually talked about some CD Lamb stuff because we have a lot of this episode or podcast based on CD Lamb. Uh, Cowboy CD Lamb ranked above Amari Cooper and others by PFF. And I, 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 hate I can't really use PFF because when they rank Trevon Diggs so low, I bitch at, bitch about him. But then when I find a stat that I like, I use it. So you can't hey, really do that, right? You're just, you're just no, Anth, you're just being consistent with Cowboy fandom shit, okay? <laughs> oh, I'm only going to pick the stats I like. <laughs> exactly. It's like it, exactly. Well, it's like the Diggs thing. Everyone always brings up the 1,000 yards. I'm like, oh, that doesn't matter. It's like Dallas is going Here, Here's the it. thing. Here's the thing about, about any sort of stats, in my opinion. It's like um, you got to... There's some things that stand out to me in my mind, not to uh, rail on the Trevon Diggs, but hey, we're a podcast. This is exactly what we do. That's what we do. We like his yards that he gave up, and you said it, Ant, and we've all said it, and we've all seen it. I will give up a, a, a thousand yards a year for 11 interceptions every single time. Every like, that, that fucking n- time. Yeah. yeah. So, so like that. That when they don't include that or they they bring that thousand yards up but like don't talk about that, it's kind of a moot thing. The thing However, I, when they bring up good points, yeah. No, you're you're right. The thing I sorry, just grabbing and He's grab, just grabbing to crack him. The thing I hate the Oh, th- sorry, biggest miss that we didn't we didn't get Ron Murray Jr. to say a crack him if you got him. So that's Well, next uh, time, next I don't time. care. Next time we got to get him cracked. I think we panicked. I'm sweating, but I was sweating. I was nervous. <laughs> he's talked to Dak. He's talked to he, you know, this guy's got ins. I started sweating my yeah. pits. I need I need to throw in some deodorant right now. <laughs> Good uh, I like this new camera, this new camera angle. The yeah. anth, the anth, anth, anth cam? Angle? You need it to come up the anth, anth cam? cam? Here, well, well, it's on anth cam. <laughs> well, hold it up a little oh, bit. Oh, shit. That just sprayed yeah. me. Crack him if you got him, son. I'm all giddy. That's what, that's, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> got him. Smoke weed every day. So my thing with, before we get off the digs, because this we're, we're kind of going sideways, which doesn't matter. Yeah. We're talking cowboy stuff. But with the digs thing, I guaranteed 30... 31 other teams would love to have a Trevon Diggs who at any play they throw at him is going to has a chance to pick the ball off. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's no team that wouldn't want Trevon Diggs on their team. Yeah. And he's only a set. He's only a third, third year player who only started playing cornerback in what is second year of college or something like the guy has such a high ceiling and he's already, I mean, people are, he might regress in the interceptions, but he's only going to get better at technique and being more of a shutdown player. So yeah. I'm, I'm calling, I'm calling, Seven, seven to between seven and nine interceptions this year. I I, I think seven. I, I think seven is a solid number. I also think though that the 
it, it'll be high because I think QBs and offensive teams want to kind of show that they can Test they them. can fuck on them, and I think they're gonna get bit because this happened. Man, hey, he just for, he, for a, sorry, AJ, go for it. No, no, just, just for a player like how Diggs plays. I agree, Jose. Seven to eleven—that that sounds right to me. Seven eleven, baby. But for a a, a a way that Diggs plays and the way that the NFL is going with the passing game, it's really not crazy to think that he might get double digits again. Like, oh man! Yeah. Because they they air the ball out yep. so often that, yep. and that's his style of play. Is like, I'm going to make a play on a on a ball and. Um, yeah, we saw, we saw it 11 times last year. So there was probably yeah. about 20 times in our live stream, which we, anyone in chat, we live stream, we live, give me my, give me my camera, bro. We live stream every <laughs> single Cowboys game and we go absolutely nuts. There was probably 20 times we went nuts, like on big plays and 11 of them were Trevon Diggs interceptions. Yeah. And like we're, we and we're, go we're, yeah. ball, we go bat shit. We, we're shotgunning beers. We're high-fiving. <laughs> we're taking our tarps off. So if you don't like. <laughs> out of shape dad bods and two of us don't even have kids <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean i like i'm 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 jacked for this season especially that i mean live streaming wasn't even a thing for us as we came into last season but um what do we got next on the okay dak, Pre- dak prescott pulls off locker room leadership move with cd lamb this is what i wanted to ask uh ron but i felt like we had the agenda i was you know anyways doesn't doesn't matter We're- for future things just tap me on the leg or something, and you can get the next question, Bay. No, no, I, I, I had too much stuff. Just I was reach into Ant for. Reach into Ant's pocket. I already, and, uh, already cut a, a hole. I already cut a hole in the pocket. Just reach in there. <laughs> <laughs> so Dak Prescott pulls off locker room leadership move with CD Lamb. Uh, I guess I'll read this out here. Uh, quarterback's relationship with his receiver is incredibly important. Dallas Cowboys pass thrower Dak Prescott knows it. He built a strong connection with Amari Cooper while he was in Dallas, and now <laughs> Dallas is going for it. And now plans like, like Dallas, Dallas is going for it. <laughs> <laughs> and now plans to do the same with the young receiver Pres- Prescott has no doubt can be the main guy in Cooper's absence. That receiver is soon to be third-year Cowboy CeeDee Lamb. Lamb and Prescott certainly have built an in-chemistry. What? What, is it? what are you doing there, AJ? Oh shit! I'm just that, showing you. Is that v- have you ever Vietnamese seen five, money? Have you ever seen five hundred thousand yeah, dollars on that's, a bill before? That's not. Yeah, but that's dong. That's five hundred thousand yeah, dong. So yeah, <laughs> in, in Vietnam with the money, you you take out like a hundred bucks and you're a millionaire because it's it's like a million. Yeah. It's a million dong. Nice. I like it. Uh, Lamb and Prescott certainly have built in chemistry in twenty games with Prescott at the helm. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Kilo C, uh, I, I was going to say, talk? yeah, he said, uh, is Steven going to sit around for the prison talk segment? And then he just, he just added it. Sorry. I, I, this was, this was, uh, an interruption moment and he goes, well, our guest just missed the prison talk. <laughs> we, you never go, you never go full episode without a little bit of prison talk. Oh, sorry about that. Whammy. In 20 games with Prescott at the helm, the Oklahoma product has 102 catches, for 1,423 yards and eight touchdowns. See, I, I need that in a season. Right. If you want to be this this number one, I need mm-hmm. I need that in a season. I need 100 catches, 100-plus 100 yeah. catches, 1,400-plus yards, and I want more than eight touchdowns. Yeah. Crack them if you got them, son. This is, this is a split between two seasons, including Dak's injury year, right? 20, yeah, 20 games with Prescott. So the 17 last year, or yeah, or 16 that he played in, and then the four from uh, 2020. So his first, basically CD's first two years just with Dak, which isn't bad in 20 games, but I 
you you want to be the number one receiver for the Dallas Cowboys and wear 88? I'm going to highlight this right here. 102 catches, 1,400 yards, and eight touchdowns. That's got to be in a season. Yep. And I, I think he's fully capable of doing it. Yep. Yep. But uh, where did they, where they said Prescott... Uh, okay, so this is what Prescott said. Dak Prescott asked C.D. Lamb's locker to be moved next to his. My two other locker mates left, so I was a little lonely. With him being young, hopefully he's my wide receiver until I'm done playing. Just bring him closer, more conversations. He's right there to talk and communicate. Yeah, hey, I like it. Well, that's the one thing that we... And, and that's the one thing that I've been saying the last... Not the one thing, but the, the thing I've been saying whenever C.D. Lamb comes up is that the chemistry is just not there. So to see the fact that Dak is talking like this and getting them together, that shit matters. Come together. Yeah, right here. Right now. Over me. Over me. Boom, 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 boom. But, I, yeah, I'm excited. I'm probably most excited for C.D. Lamb's season to see if it, it's a make. It's not. I wouldn't say make or break year, but it's it's his year. And I think he's going to come up and, and do what he needs to do. Ad, what do we got going on in chat? We'll do a little chat break if anyone's what, – what's chat got going on there, um, So chat's uh, agreeing uh, with uh, with what we were just talking about. Uh, Jose Christian saying that is leadership. I'm having some issues with my little chat thing here. Um, okay. <laughs> is that what you call it? Your my little, little chat, chat thing. Yeah, my little <laughs> chat thing. Um, and I got like a weird AJ thing. I'm just a mess right now. <laughs> like look at i just got aj's eyes here so keep uh keep going on while I okay fix so shit. the cowboy aj i'm gonna i'm gonna talk to you about our cowboys uh tight ends here uh the cowboys dilemma at tight end position puts the spotlight on these three players uh and i was just gonna play this we're gonna let this robot talk a little bit here well, be- before you play that what uh, uh steven white has um some a confession to make and he says uh he loves rush Cooper? And I, and I don't know if he's talking about Cooper Rush or if he's talking about the band Rush because we're Canadians. But we'll, <laughs> but guess what? We love both of them as well. We do. I like I like I don't mind Cooper Rush. I think he's a great backup. Would I want to uh, to have to have to have him start for more than two games? Probably not. Kilo C is saying that AJ's too sober for him. Yeah, well, he's it's like it's, it, I know he's too sober for me. It's throwing me off a little bit. Yeah, it's throwing us all. Hey, no, off. I'm I'm actually guys. I'm actually drinking these five point three. Uh, there's three, three, threes. Hey, we we need to get a shotgun, dude. We need to we need to get a shotgun of a, from uh, Sagon shotgun at eight a.m. Let's get one, AJ. You're on the spot. Kilo called you out. You're too sober. There it is. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking tiger. Okay. Tiger right down the hatch. Get it. Tiger kid. bomb. My bomb. last. My last brew. Keep talking. I'll get okay. this going. So, He'll get it going. So we got. Uh, I was basically saying the dilemma with our tight ends. The Cowboys don't know what they want to do at tight end. When we really think about it, that's been the case ever since the team has attempted to transition from eventual Hall of Famer and Cowboys legend Jason Witten, which is actually what Ron was talking about a little bit. The initial return of Witten slowed down the progress of Dalton Schultz, and as the veteran receiver received the bulk of the reps while the younger guys rode the pine. And even after Witten was gone once and for all, the team hasn't been able uh, all that sure who they believe will be the successor as they have at different times invested in both Schultz and Blake Jarwin, only to still find themselves shrugging their shoulders about where the long-term answer lies. So my question is, with going off that first paragraph for you, Ad, and for chat, one, is Dalton Schultz a long-term fix at tight end like do we franchise them this year do we franchise them again next year well, or do they give them a deal yeah that's what i think what armando the 21 armando was asking is like what's what's like what is the movement what is the talks kind of around the the team about schultz's deal um jose i think it was 
was talking about um, he believes that Schultz is going to be a $60 million uh, man next year. Yeah, so uh, Jose earlier said the they will be a 12 personnel demons. Schultz is a top five TE. We will get $60 million a year if he gets free agency next year. So 100% he yeah. will. And you had Najoku uh, with the Browns who just kind of set um, – Kind of set the bar for tight ends, and he's not. I think I think Schultz is a better tight end than him. Yeah. So that sixteen million a year on the open market is a fair estimate, and I could see the Cowboys possibly even t- tagging tagging him again next year just to keep him, depending how if, Jake uh, Ferguson turns out. Yeah. It's a very important that we get a, a tight end that can actually do some blocking duties. Uh, but if Schultze can actually put it in the end zone the way he did last year and maintain that, or if not improve upon that this year, then we ab- we absolutely yeah we have to teach me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we absolutely have to, uh, and and I, and I think our our five fundamentals of Schultze's is is a segment that I would absolutely miss if we didn't have Schultze on the team. Add go to the go to the other screen. Read this here. Fuck you, dickhead. Read that out for us. So Browns extended uh, <laughs> tight end uh, David Nioki N- for four years up to <laughs> Nijoku. Uh, f- up to four years. I know I'm just I'm, I'm being AJ for four <laughs> years up to 56 uh, milli with 28 million guaranteed per uh, B Nate Ehrlich. His production versus Dalton Schultz, whom Cowboys tag. Schultz he had 78 catches, 808 yards, eight TDs, 43 first downs in 2021. Nijoku had 55 did- catches. 688, 6 TDs, 31st downs in 2020. Schultzy fucking thumped his, like, and this guy, this guy's getting paid 56 mil. Yeah, so Schultzy is probably looking at him being like, Jerry, you know I don't want any other team besides you and Dak. Pay me my money, Jerry. Well, pay me my money. Well, between him, Twitch gaming. Sorry, Schultz. Schultz whips his shirt off in Jerry's room and shows him his multiple Dallas Star tattoos on his body. And then lets him salt him. I blit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did this for you. But sorry, go ahead, Ann. Well, Dallas Cowboys Chris is saying no, and I don't know what he's saying no to. Da- uh, Chris, let's let's we need to he need more than no here. You yeah. don't think we pay Schultz or you don't think uh Jerry salts him? <laughs> Jerry's gonna, Jerry's gonna call Schultzy into his thing and say, "Look, I, I I get it. You're 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 hot off your heels with a great season. Uh, the number one Dallas Cowboys uh, podcast is uh, talking about the five fundamentals of Schultzy. I get it. You're wearing the shirt, um, but what what do you want? Tell me your price. <laughs> Tell me your price. Look, as you saw that. Oh, Schultz, so, what this is only Schultz is only two or three years. He's twenty five years old, I believe. Like he's a he's, he's a young." young a young bull. Yeah. A young bull. Yeah, Chris is, uh, Dallas Cowboys Chris uh, is saying uh, he cannot block. It drives me crazy. Kilos on Dallas Cowboys Chris's side, and he's saying he honestly believes that the Cowboys should find another Witten type of TE. Yep. So not a lot of Schultzy loves in the chat. I mean, I guess a little bit. I don't. I shouldn't say that. It's not. Uh, Schultzy could still be a great TE, too, if we find that tight end uh, who can do the blocking but I'm just saying, I think. What if Ferguson? The, what if Ferguson be, be becomes this blocker, and then yeah. Schultz more of like a what the fuck, Jimmy Graham type guy? Yeah. Jimmy Graham was never known as a big blocker. Did the guy still have some seasons where he took over the NFL? Yeah. So I mean, the the, the tight end position, I still do think blocking is key. We got really lucky with Jason Witten for so many years, 
and Schultz is fucking terrible at it, and they still, for some reason, will put him against, like, number one defensive ends, which drives <laughs> do, me nuts. Do, do you think that uh, any of the players on the team, when they, uh, after a play where Schultz doesn't block or he misses a block, <laughs> do they say, would you pick up a block, you fucking pussy? <laughs> I hope, and he's just I like, hope. Oh, he's that like would... boys, try no. guys. Trying out there. No, okay. Schultz, he's one of those guys oh. that if you yell at him or raise his voice, he shuts down yeah. and, like, just yeah. go, goes into a corner and just can't get out of it. <laughs> yeah, he is too – Schultz is way too sensitive for that. And and, and it, I'm sure it's happened, and and, and uh, Dax had to go around and say, hey. Guys, you can't yell at yell Schultz at like me. that. Yeah, yeah, you can't yell yeah, at yell Schultz at like that. <laughs> or, or or do you think uh, Schultz, if he misses a block, no one says anything, and he's just that guy. He go, he slams a Gatorade uh, uh, cup off yeah. the thing. He starts kicking stuff, <laughs> and like a, a fifth assistant uh, line coach is just like, "Hey, what, Schultz, what's wrong?" He's like, "Do you not see I missed that block?" And it wasn't even his assignment at whatsoever. <laughs> I still don't think they should put Schultz blocking anyone good. Yeah, no, Schultz has that rage. Yeah, he's, he hey, does. Let, before we move on, I'm I'm just holding my tiger okay, here ready to Let's see what you got. Get boys. get to Kilo, get to vape ten here, son. Smoke weed every day. There it is, right from Vietnam, Saigon, son. Ho Chi Minh City, son. Get Pu- it in you, son. Puke on camera. Let's Puke hear the camera. clang. Let's hear Puke. the clang. Clang it if you got it's it. It's invisible. It looks like you're holding a cheerleader. Are you? <laughs> don't, don't get canceled, Alex. What are you doing? <laughs> There you go. Oh, I should have. I, I next time we should have had some sort of uh, crack them if you soundbite for uh, from Street Fighter as you're doing that tiger uppercut. Okay, so <laughs> moving moving right along here, we've pretty much only talked offense so far this uh, this cast. So we're gonna go. How will the cow? Cal- I'm gonna ask you and AJ. Or AJ, AJ we just got AJ went to go puke. We just have cheerleaders dancing over there. AJ went to go puke. I don't know, and you think we would know this? What the Cowboys' defense finished last year? I know they did pretty well. I would I want to say top ten, but how do you think? Do you think they regressed at all this year, at? And how will they stack up next year? I think our defense will be improved upon last year, and I think we were rated pretty high for for our defense. You think our defense is gonna be better than last year? I think so. AJ, what about you? Is our defense gonna? And chat, what about you guys? Is our defense improved? We lost. I mean, we lost Randy Gregory, but I, I thought don't. You meant we lost AJ. If we AJ, lost AJ, AJ's gone. He's disappearing in a in a in a plethora of um, cheerleaders right now. We lost Randy Gregory, but I don't think that's going to affect. I think Sam Williams is going to be able to replicate the success that Randy Gregory had in Dan Quinn's offense. I I am excited as fuck to see. Uh, Jabril Cox back in action. Jabril Cox back. Micah Parsons doing his thing. Second year for Micah. J. Ron Dante Fowler Jr. Jaron yeah. uh, Curse, like Malik Hooker, like I, I'm, I'm actually pretty excited for this yeah. defense, and we don't really spend a lot of time talking about him. Demarcus Lawrence not being hurt for the first seven games, like there's a lot, there's a lot of upside to this defense, and I'm a big believer that uh, great defense in a great running game will get you to, to will get you to playoffs and playoffs, and will make you successful in playoffs. So I would really like to see us improve. One, on the running game, but two, I would love for our defense to even be improved from last year. Stephen White in the chat makes a great point. Second year, Dan Quinn teaching, and first year, LVE has had the same defensive coach. Oh, wow. I didn't know that about LVE. LVE, uh, I mean, obviously, we know your stance, Anth, on uh, your love for LVE. Yeah, I love him, yeah. Uh, But he had a great last game. He had a great last couple games. Um maybe took a season of, of Dan Quinn um, getting in his face. And I don't think Dan Quinn ever 
maybe got in his face. He didn't take any big injuries last year. Didn't take any big injuries. So I think getting into that scheme, understanding where you can kind of play Micah Parsons, having Drew Bill Cox and, and, and Sam in there. I think, yeah, I think we're going to be, I think we're a better defensive team this year uh, than we were last year. So Jane Slater, uh, fan of the podcast, uh, tweeted de- defensive tackle Neville Gallimore, who, yeah, Neville Gall- Gallimore, 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 shout out, Canadian boy. Zagama Beach. I'm pretty sure he's from Windsor, Ontario. Zagama Beach. Huh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's from uh, uh, Windsor, Ontario. Defensive tackle Neville can, Can you, you fucking f- read this? <laughs> uh, defensive tackle Neville Gallimore told me he put on well, 16 put pounds. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, defensive tackle Neville Gallimore told me he put <laughs> on 16 pounds of muscle while maintaining his mobility. He wants people to pop in the tape this season and see a dog. Think Grady Jarrett. Rather be underrated but respected. Focusing on his eyes, pass rush, and improvement in run game. I didn't hear a single thing you said <laughs> I, I got from it that he, he put on some muscle which is sweet 16 pounds of muscle yeah while maintaining his mobility yeah wow that's yep. impressive aj did too aj put on 16 pounds of muscle and he got even more flexible i don't know if his mobility got better <laughs> but he can definitely no bend way. over backwards no problem so i with think the- you read the report wrong i i put on a <laughs> I have a nice new uh, tire sitting around my middle waist. Oh, do you got a little Skin bit of... Skin that smoke wagon and see what little, happens. Do you got a little bit of a uh, traveling belly? Oh, yeah. I've been just been drinking and eating. Yeah, that's, oh. the, that's the best, though. Coming to you live this offseason, uh, see bandwagon boy number two and one get into shape. Yeah, I'm not getting into shape. Oh, yeah. So with the combination of speed and strength <laughs> Quinn has to work with, I think all these guys should be productive. We may even see someone have a breakout year like Dante Fowler, which AJ had said, or rookie Sam Williams. I am excited to see them go to battle. Overall, we will have to wait and see if everyone can hold up and stay healthy. Grabbing some guys through the draft to help backload the defense, I expect them to be a solid group again and make enough plays to help them win some games. I, I don't hate it. I, I kind of like what they hit on that. I, 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 I do believe that our our, uh, ta- our uh, front rushers improved, and I think that can really dictate the pace of a game. And for a lot of these quarterbacks in the NFL that will be playing, um, you take away a half second from them and they're going to make some bad throws. And what does that transition to? Number one, it means that our linebackers don't have to be as uh, high quality. And, and, and I don't really think that that improved necessarily, but um, I think number two, it's going to, it's going to benefit a person, a player like uh, Diggs again, because they're going to be making those throws. And uh, even remember, uh, who was it? Uh, Brown and um, did Curse have an int or was that a Curse had a uh, yeah? Poker. Curse had a couple. Curse had a couple. Yeah, actually, yeah, a really so, nice one. You against, know, so, uh, so uh, the Saints. Yeah, exactly. So we can have some benefit there. So I, I think it all starts with it eliminating the amount of time the opposing QB has to throw the ball. As for the run game. I mean, we'll see what's up with that. But again, the front, if the front line is is uh, improved, like I think it is, it's going to just make the defense that much better overall. A hundred percent. And we're I I think a big bruising defense is one of the best things in football. And I being a Cowboys fan since about I don't I don't know early two thousands, I haven't really got to see that yet. There's been there's been years where we've had like last year the the defense had 
moments, and there's been years where the defense has had moments, but I've never seen a Cowboys team since I've been a diehard fan where the defense has been kind of the the vocal point. I mean, you had Romo, now you have Dak, which I, you're going to, as a Cowboy fan, you're going to say the same thing. If we had an awesome defense, oh, I just wish I had a quarterback that yeah. could win games. So it's one of those things you kind of have to pick your poison. You just need the defense to do enough to, like they said, steal some games. And I think we have that. We have Micah now in his second year. Dan Quinn's probably come up. You know DQ's come up with a bunch of uh, new secret ways to Lieutenant the- Dan. Now that's Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> you know he's come out and figured out a bunch of new ways, and you know he's excited. Yeah. Uh, the last article we're going to look at before we fuck off here is top 10 Dallas Cowboys who have something to prove in 2022. And you could really say that about anybody in the NFL. I'm sure they all have something to prove. This is just an article from uh, blogging or SB Nation blogging with the boys. I don't know. I just I just go for it. Every, oh, and they, they actually said everybody has something to prove, but who has the most in Dallas? <laughs> right? Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? Look at these guys. <laughs> so you got Deke. You got, you got Deke. Which is Zach? <laughs> you got Deke attack. <laughs> Zach and <laughs> Zeke and Dak. Christ Almighty! Okay, so we're gonna Dak go. Dak and Deke. Dak and Dak and Deke. Dak and Deke. So who do you think number ten is? Oh, Diggies. Digga, digga, digga. So dig him a beach. Dig him a beach. So they got Tra- Travon Diggs at ten with the most approved, which I don't disagree with. I think he has hey, a lot. Sorry, to- time out. What was the? What was the? What is the article title again? Ten. Uh, 10 players with something to prove. Top 10 Dallas okay. Cowboys who have something to prove in 2022. Okay, who, who's your guess and then, for number and then one? They... Who's your guess for each of you? Who's your guess for number one? Uh, number one to me is going to be Ezekiel Elliott. Okay. C.D. Lamb. Yeah. I mean, this has been a C.D. Lamb-inspired episode. That's that's a pretty good guess. I think Tyler Smith will be in the top three. Okay. Okay. And I th- and I think but we're not asking Tom. And I, and, and I think it's you just be- you curveballed us. You yeah, just right? curveballed us. I hey, think uh, he's hey. going to give like three. It's names. my question. He's hedging. it's my question. He's hedging. I can ask whenever I want. He's hedging his a- answer. Give us who you think number one. You get is- CD. No, he can't be C. Alex already got that. Give us well, you else. Can- <laughs> okay. Give us another one. Well, fuck LVE. Like we've been- okay, LVE. No, that, that's no t- tough. LVE. Okay, no, so, please. no, 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 no. So Trevon Diggs at number ten, which I I can see that the, coming off eleven interceptions, yep. people are going to be watching him. Right. Oh, well, they, they, I didn't even think coaches. They, they skip number ten. Lieutenant Dang. Did you say they skip number ten? No, no. Like number ten, they they're like top oh, they 10 did players, two, and then they do two players. That's that's, that's, a, that's a bullshit. That's thing. bullshit. This is why I never pay Bullshit, attention to blogging cute. with the boys. They don't get your shit together, blogging with the boys. Nine, though. Dan Quinn, I do like that call. I mean. Okay. I, I feel I feel like Dan Quinn as number. Like, what does he have to prove? If he can do it back-to-back. Okay. There's my yeah. boy, J-Ron, baby. That's a jersey I want to get. Okay. Okay. So is that one of your, is that up there in your top does jersey? He have, Jersey, uh, J- yeah, J-Ron's probably my fr- number one jersey I want to get. I want to get a Tyler Smith because he's going to be around for the next five years. And then a J-Ron would be dope. Yeah. A J-Ron gonna... Kirsch jersey. I mean, but he's only on a two-year deal, so yeah. he might not be around for long, but he's he's dope. I like J-Ron. Okay. This is a good one. Tyron Smith at seven. Seventh most likely. Anyone just tuning in now, we got, we're going through the top 10 Dallas Cowboys players with the most to prove in 2022. And at number seven, we got Tyron Smith. I don't disagree with uh, as far as something to prove, it's more so just staying healthy. He's already hurt. Mm-hmm. He, he wasn't in the OTAs. He was sitting out with the back injury. The guy's been in the NFL since he was 20 years old. He's just starting to break down. 
Kilo C has a Micah jersey. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, do. he does. Yeah, Kilo C's got a Micah jersey from the Cowboys can fan because he's the best fucking fan out there. Mike, uh, Micah dessert. Micah's jersey belongs to Kilo. Like, yeah, hundred percent. That I'm so glad it went to Kilo instead of some random chick on Facebook that <laughs> won it. Okay, uh, so number oh, oh Steve, Stephen White has a Cooper Rush jersey. So. Cooper, that's dope. Demarcus Lawrence. I don't agree with this. Uh, be, him being on here for number six. Why not? You don't think he has something to prove? Not at number six. He could have been up. I, like Diggs. Diggs, should, I mean, Diggs and Micah Parsons as sharing a 10 spot is stupid. Micah anyway. shouldn't be on this list. Micah shouldn't be on this list at all, uh, at all. But Diggs should have been a little bit lower because of the amount of heat that he's been getting. Just heat. the just the amount of uh, expectation. Yeah, he should have been number seven. <laughs> because it's one of those things. If Di- if Diggs doesn't have like seven to eleven interceptions, everyone's going to be like, "Oh yeah, see." Like, yeah, exactly. But then has yeah. less yards. They'll, they'll say that. They'll say interceptions don't matter when he gets them, but then if he doesn't get them, but only has six hundred yards against them, they'll. Yeah. They're anyways. He's, I, he's gonna. He's gonna. Anyways. Anyways, me. we we've done it. Oh, did did I say Zeke? You said Zeke as number uh, one. So five. So Zeke at Let's five. See. Well, Cruiser Dak at four. I mean, at four. It's like Dallas is going for it. So they're expecting. They think <laughs> blogging <laughs> blogging with the boys thinks Dak Prescott is the fourth. Uh, on the team that has the most approved. You guys said C D Lamb. It's I the, said C D Lamb and L V E and L. But I do think Dak should have been a little bit higher. You think so? Oh, Biadaz. Oh, Tyler Biadaz. Okay. I like it. I like that's actually a good pick. Someone that you kind of you never really think of, but yeah, that's a that's a huge one. Oh, fucking oh, vanilla. Fuck. What do you call him? AJ? Vanilla pudding. Vanilla pudding. Vanilla pudding. Well, we at one time we called him the fucking dungeon master. Well, he still has a chance to get back to it. Let's get hey, a zoom in. He can get oh, back hey. to dungeon master if he fucking starts <laughs> to uh, play like one. Guys, what do you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like he's been eating a, huh? eating a little vanilla pudding too. Been, me and him. If we're going on his look, if we're going on his, if we're going on his looks, he should be called cottage cheese. <laughs> oh, speaking of oh. Mister In and Out Burger himself. Yeah, I mean, wow. I, I wasn't expecting coaches. The three of the fucking coaches to be on this list. Yeah, that's kind of. I was not expecting that. Mike McCarthy. I mean, when we were talking about like what is it, the defense and what does this team need when we talk about like how happy we were with the team last year and what they needed this year, there was a lack of like that, that impact um, from uh, the the coaching staff. Kellen Moore looked like he didn't know where his shoes were for the <laughs> second half of the season. And then Mike McCarthy just like, he wasn't talking. Yeah. So that's where it's like, and, and again, we, because we obviously don't know what's going on behind closed doors or anything like that. I just feel like that, the, the type of energy that that locker room had with the offense and the defense, you need to have a coach that can come in there and 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 light it up, not calm them down. And I know, obviously, you don't want to go. I mean, anyways. No, I agree with you. Well, no, I agree completely with Actually, you. Actually, I, I agree completely with this as number one. Oh, I so do I. Ex- I was not expecting. Didn't think coaches were on the list. Yeah. Hey, guess what? Blogging with the boys next time. Give us some fucking crack them if you got them. Crack them if you got them, son. Hey, okay, we're going to do a little exercise here, boys. So anyone in chat right now that doesn't really know the the backstory of how this podcast started, uh, we started this Dallas Cowboys uh, podcast uh, with Alex and Adam producing it. That's why they're the bandwagon boys. They were on to produce it. Bandwagon boy one and Alex's bandwagon boy two. I think in a couple earlier episodes, I was wearing uh, a Raiders hat, a Raiders hat, Seahawks hat. But so they started. They started off. They weren't Cowboys fans. Now they're 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 they've been. You guys have been through a season. 
You guys, like I said, talk about Cowboys football probably more than a lot of fans do. Uh, you devote a lot of your spare time to doing stuff uh, focused on the Dallas Cowboys. But it's test time, boys. It's test time. Oh, fuck. I need, I need 20 Dallas Cowboys players' names. This is how we're gonna end out. We're gonna end out the episode. I need twenty names okay, from you guys. So AJ, uh, I'll, I'll I'll just start ripping off. So Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Tyron Smith, uh, uh, Tyler uh, Biadas, <laughs> um, uh, Tony Pollard. <laughs> uh, no, Tony Pollard, uh, Ceedee Lamb, uh, Michael Gallup. Uh, what are we at there right now? Seven. Seven. Seven, seven, Trevon seven. Diggs. You don't, you don't, Trevon Diggs. You don't worry about what number you're at. Keep naming players. Uh, Stop looking at chat. You I'm not, fuck. I'm not looking at chat. I'm looking in. <laughs> I'm looking at the camera. Uh, Noah Brown. Yep, the good one. AJ. James Washington. Oh, okay. nice. Uh, Connor McGovern. Yep. Dalton Schultz. Yep. Yeah, think Dalton of Schultz. think of it this way. Think of positions. Don't think of players. Yeah, think no, of that's positions. exactly what I'm doing. But now I'm all fucking. Aaron Curse. Michael Parsons. Hooker. Jaron Curse, Malik Cooker, LVE. See, there Marcus you go. Lane Lawrence. Banner, yeah, Tank. You said Parsons. Um, yeah, I said Michael Parsons. He can't write fast enough because yeah. fucking ripping well, come through on. that list, think, bitch. Just, think, okay, start with here. Quarterbacks. Name the quarter, quarterbacks on Cooper Rush. There you Cooper go. Cooper Rush. Okay, I already now, said Dak Prescott. Though. Yeah, I know, but you, I'm giving you an easy one. Give me wide receivers. Actually, yeah, we I think said, you we hit said, most we of said them. Michael Gallup. We, we said all. Think, oh, uh, uh, Tolbert. Oh, yeah, there you go. Jalen Tolbert. Yep. Okay. Um, so we're think a first round draft pick. Uh, I said we said uh, no, you didn't. You I said, said Tyron Smith. You said, yeah. So give me the first round. Tyron dra- Smith. Yeah. Shit. What's his name? Is it t- t- oh, fuck. guys? Ty- Tyler. Yes. Tyler Smith. Jesus. Boy. I thought I said twice. I thought I, I said Tyron Smith. Oh yeah. Right. Who's our right tackle at? Uh. What now? You're now you're quizzing me exactly. Hey, he's like he's like the he's like Superman. Man of steel, steel. Yeah, steel. Fuck, uh, fuck me in the ass. Okay, one more, boys. You need one more. Come on. Uh, 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 second round pick. Come hey, on. Hey, let me. Let me. Oh, uh, Sam. Uh, Sam Williamson. There. You, no, uh, he wasn't. He wasn't. You didn't even Sam say Williams. Williams. Sam Williamson. He wasn't. Was he second round? <laughs> yeah. Sam Williamson. I'm joking. Sam Tyler, Williamson. For, Tyler Ferguson. There is, no, it's Jake Ferguson. Jake Ferguson. <laughs> Jake Ferguson. <laughs> so it's still a little bandwagony. Yeah, a hundred percent. Hey, listen. I'm never going to shed the bandwagon. Uh, the way the, the way the, the way you get can prove that you know before you say anything. The way you can prove that <laughs> we got to go to the episode where we're grabbing hands. But yeah, before you can, you got to be able to prove it. You got to name the offensive line. If you can crank off, if someone says, "Oh, you're a fan," no, of the I team, know, I know. So who who do you got left left tackle? Who's your left tackle? I can't do that right now. You're putting I, too much Tyler, pressure on me. Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith. Who's your left guard? You're putting too much pressure on me. We just drafted him. Okay, who's our center? You, the, he was one of the first people to name. Be it as. Be it as. Who's our right guard, which you guys didn't name? Who's probably our bet, one of our best players? Martin, Zach Martin. Yeah, and yep. who's our right tackle? Steel. Boom. Yep. Now, <laughs> who's our defensive line? <laughs> uh, we got Demarcus yeah. Lawrence. Yep. D Law. Uh, D Law. Uh, you could you could say that Michael Parsons is no nope, no nope, he's I'm a linebacker no, could, no 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 you no, could no. Say, you could say that Michael Parsons is on the line. I need I need to hear the D line. Well, now you're now, now just you're, give me any guys: D Law, Neville Gallimore, Osa, and we'll say Fowler Jr. Boom. Okay, easy yeah. peasy. All right, that's. We're, I think we're gonna wrap up with that. You guys did name twenty pretty quick. You guys last year at this point didn't I think, name ten. I so. think. The, I think the problem is is that when you put 
it on the pressure, like it just it kind of starts. The to trick seep to it that through. though, the next time I do it, you just got to think position. Like QB, yeah. Dak, Cooper Rush. Okay, running back, Tony Pollard, Zeke. Yeah. Okay, uh, wide receiver, uh, Ceedee Lamb, Gallup, uh, Jalen Tolbert, Noah Brown. That's how you have to do it. Look, I mean, we had we were going with like a really decent amount of people tuning in, and then as soon as you started quizzing us, our numbers just started to. Yeah, drop. but we were gonna get out of here anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So, anyways, for the bandwagon boys, AJ in Vietnam, wherever the fuck he is. And for uh, Ad Best here, Bandwagon Boy, we're going to add some dope-ass lyrics to this shit. Like, we, 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 we them boys. We, 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 we them boys. We back, baby. We Cowboy back, Nation. Baby. Cowboy Nation, baby. All right, we're out. <laughs>